Oh, I guess we're on. What are you doing? <laughs> Trying to get it in my ear, but it's like the headphones. It's a whole hot mess over here. I'm actually excited about the uncut. Raw and uncut. TBR lowdown. I am raw too. And uncut. You should definitely put that in the title, like raw and uncut. I like that. For those committed folks who want to spend two hours watching us just be ridiculous. Let's do it. All right. She is excited. I am excited. I am excited. <laughs> <laughs> do you know what I did recently? You what? probably, you may or may not, because I did post about it. You know the uh, feminist book club box that, that uh, Carmen gets? Yeah, that Carmen gets, mm-hmm. and I think she does some work with them, yeah, too. Yeah, she does. Uh, I finally tried it out, because I've been, like, thinking about it, and they had that this really great tumbler, which I need, like, a hole in the head. Yeah, so I finally ordered one, so I'm excited to get it. Oh, my God. I can't wait to see it. I mean, I'm always impressed with her boxes that she gets. I feel like she, like, literally works with them, but maybe she's just been a rep for so, like, she's so deeply entrenched in the repping that it feels like she's, like, a founder. Does that make any sense? Yeah. You don't get to choose your book, though, right? They just send you one and you don't know what it is? You know what everything is in this box. Oh, so okay. I can look it all up, actually. Because there, there were a couple of book subscription boxes that I wanted to join, but I didn't because they don't tell you what you're getting. They just send you a book, and I'm like, oh, I can't play those kind of games. They have different boxes, it looks like, that you can get that are sort of always available. And then there's... And you can see what the books were. Like last month was Dial A for Aunties, which I actually kind of really want to read that book. And then they have different, like the non, they had like a June, they had a non-binary voices box. And I'm just looking at their website here. They've got different bundles like poetry, memoir, contemporary fiction. So you, ooh, October theme, true crime. You might want that one. Mm. Anyway, so in this month's box, it looks like you get a tumbler. You get this thing that says F student debt. I don't know if that's like a... Yes, I need that one. It's a pin and postcard that says F student debt. The book is called Word Slut, A Feminist Guide to Taking Back the English Language, which just sounds interesting. And then there's some book plates and a notebook and um, a snacky and... What I really want is the tumbler <laughs> right. that says, I'm doing a juice cleanse, except instead of juice, it's righteous fury. And, and the thing I'm giving up is subjugation to the male-dominated power structures. <laughs> okay, I like that. How much is the box? Uh, it was 60 which is expensive. That's every month? I guess so. Okay. But I think you can change, I don't know, you can buy it in chunks um but for like a one-off thing that's not awful yeah a one-off thing right right and it looks like it kind of changes some of the past boxes look like they're like 50 i guess depending on how much stuff they put on the inside of it you know yeah yeah they're not cheap and but they're not like i mean that's i'm a lumicrate and it's not delivering like i think they give a donation to some let's see what it says i think they, they give a donation to something Oh, it goes to the charity of the month. So that's why I can't see it because every month oh. is a different Oh, well, that's kind of different. I like that. That's nice to... Yeah. A good way to spread it around, you know? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And if you can hear Hemi barking, I'm sorry. So like this month, it looks like our... Oh, no, it still doesn't say what the spotlight organization is for the month. It's got to be somewhere and I'm just missing it. 
I don't know. I'm not joining any more, any more things. So book of the month is it for me. And they better start, they better get on with these selections. Well, what annoyed me about last month was that I didn't really want any of the main picks, but I got a main pick because I wanted something else. And I think that they've caught on to that. And they know that someone will get a main pick and then they'll go and they'll buy it like another one. So like I wanted, what did I get? I got I got Velvet is the Night and I got the new Sally Rooney, which, are the, which were two books I really wanted. Yeah. Right? And I don't remember what I even picked for my book of the month because I don't even remember what it was. Did oh, it's like a, a memoir? A mem- Beautiful I country? I did. I got a memoir. Yes, that's what it was called. And it sounded very, very good, which is fine. And, you know, part of what I like about Book of the Month is it can introduce me to, or any of these book subscription things, it's not just unique to Book of the Month, is introducing me to something that I otherwise wouldn't have picked or known about. Like, I just feel like, and now I'm upset because you said you didn't like China Room and I did that last month. I think, so I skipped this month um, because I told you all that because I've had certain dark things by Sylvia Garcia Moreno sitting on my show since 2019, as well as her other book, Gods of Jade and Shadow, that I was not going to buy Velvet Was the Night until I read those other two books. So I didn't get that. And nothing else interested me. I think I did get one book in July, and that was Damnation Springs, which I was waiting for that book, and I was hoping Book of the Month had it. So that was great. I got that. And then the other two months I skipped. Yeah, they go through these lulls because I've been a member for years and they like just go through these like moments where they're really, really great. And like every month is just like kick ass. And then they just. Yeah. And then they come back up and it's, it's I think for the long haul, it's, it's a good investment. I think it's super affordable. I mean, you cannot beat like adding on a hardcover book for $9.99. I mean, that's great. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's fantastic. So I, I have no plans and in, in, in ever canceling unless they do something crazy. But yeah, I'm, I'm glad they give you the option to skip. I'm hoping they have some really, really good stuff for October. Me too. I really do hope they have a better, a better main pick selection. Yeah. Because I don't like having to go, like, why would you not make the Sally Rooney book a main pick? Right. Right? Like Everyone's that is, been waiting for it. Wasn't the Riley Sager the same way, like, last month? Everyone was waiting for that Riley Sager book. Not that I gave two shits, but like, wasn't everybody waiting for it? And that wasn't, that was somewhere else. Are they doing it so that people get more than one book? Oh, it wasn't a main pick last month? Why did I think it was? I don't think it was. I thought it was like an add-on book. Oh, I mean, I don't, I mean, I don't, I guess, I guess I don't think it matters whether it's a main pick or an add-on. The point is they need to offer it. Because yeah. there have been a lot of months where I was like, how come you all aren't offering this particular book? Like like the book world has been talking about this book. How are you not offering this, whether it's as a main pick or as an add-on? Yeah. You know, it's like, like I don't like, wh- how are you guys sourcing what you're going to make available each month? Like what what's what's that process look like? Because there have been some like, heavily anticipated books to come out and it's like book of the muscles like nope not offered here (laughs) go somewhere else and i was like this is odd but whatever well i don't i'm not necessarily mad at them not offering like all the really hyped books and sometimes not the hype um, ones just how anticipated yeah but like some things just feel like they should be offered yes i agree like, I want you to introduce me to things I probably never would have read, but also 
like you sh- you should have your finger on the pulse of the book world right and know that this is this is a go-to and we need to, we need to offer this because this is something that people will be looking for and they should because they're one of the few where you can get more than one book yeah so you can get up to three books a month yourself. exactly so you should always again have your ears to the ground on what the literary world is really talking about and and anticipating to come out so yeah anyway we still love book of the month yeah also we do. sponsor, sponsor- <laughs> Sponsor us, TBR Lowdown. We, yes, sponsor us, please. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. I've given you enough of my money. Now give me some money back. Just a little. <laughs> Just a little. So, and what are we talking about today? What's happening? Oh, you did it, not me. Uh, we are just, I think we're just having a little chitty chit chat about weird, weird things that we see on, or that we hear slash see slash whatever on Instagram. Just a little chitty chat. Yes. About just like some of the strange things about, I guess, bookish social media. Social, 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 social media. <laughs> social media. This is when our personal conversations, we realized, wait a minute, should this be a podcast episode? And the answer was yes. 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 We were just talking about this. We can't, we can't be the only people who find this a little strange or maybe we are maybe maybe so this is just going to be a very bookish conversation we're going to talk a little about about some things we feel that are strange on bookstagram and Mm -hmm. we're saying specifically bookstagram because we were also talking about because i know for me i was wondering like readers on facebook do they have the same thoughts and ideals as the readers on bookstagram like because i'm not in that facebook world i i don't i don't like facebook i'm out of that facebook world i don't know what readers think why do i keep joining facebook groups and i don't i'm not on facebook anyway whole other topic so i don't know if it's the same over there do they think the same have the same pressures and whatever as bookstagram i don't know we're much more entrenched in bookstagram i think i have a very tiny idea of what booktube is like but i don't really interact because like i don't know how you build like a friendship on booktube well that's different you don't really build it's not the same people do but people do and i don't know how they do it and like, I don't know how, how do I make friends? Like, I don't even know how I made friends on Bookstagram. It just happened, but it was like really easy. I think on YouTube, I think it happens in the comments. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, let's say you and I, I follow. I guess I need to s- stop watching things on my TV and actually like watch them somewhere where I get That's the part of the product because I like watching videos on my TV versus my phone. There are certain people I just want to see. Like, I, I usually watch yours. All of Russell's, Eric Carl, Savage Reads, Miranda's, mm-hmm. Said by Jess. I like to watch you all on my big TV. Mm-hmm. Um, but there are other people I don't mind watching on my phone. But I have a certain list. I, I just need to see them on my big TV. Yeah. And that, that stops me from leaving comments. So then I don't develop the relationship. Anyway, let's, 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 let's get into it. Well, I was going to say, if you're in those those communities on the book talks the tubes the facebook book world right what's that what's yeah what do they call it book face (laughs) do you readers if you're a reader on facebook do y'all have a a special name like a bookstagram but like what's what do you call yourselves what do you call the community yeah or do you but if you have 
just say Facebook. Yeah, so if you see, see weird things from you, your communities or if you have these same things that happen, like leave us a voice memo on Anchor or drop a comment somewhere and or shoot us a DM over on Instagram. Like just let us know. Email us anything. Just let us know because like we're so curious Very. about the other communities. I mean, book Twitter is a terrifying place that I don't think any of us really want to well, go in deep into. However, TBR Lowdown is now on Twitter at TBR Lowdown. So. <laughs> but we're a safe space. We are a very safe space. Feel free to mm-hmm. converse with us on Twitter. No judgment mm-hmm. here. We just want to make other bookish friends. And also we want to make other bookish podcast friends. So if you have a yes. bookish podcast and you're on Twitter, please follow us and send us a little tweet or something so that we know who you are and we can share what we're going through in this podcast world we've only done what one interview and we kind of need to do more collaborations like that because i think they that that was a ton of fun so much fun episode two with with carmen was was so much it really was i want to get said by jess on yeah that's what i want to do yeah for sure We've got a list of people we want to talk to. So anyway, I'm excited about this bookish conversation. (laughs) Where do you want to start? Do you want to start with the bookish body count? (laughs) Is that what we want to call it? (laughs) The bookish body count? Let's do it. Let's do it. So I I think that's like one of my favorite weird things. And I I think I see it more on book too because that's where I post my wrap-ups and how many people leave comments that say I thought I was doing really well at insert number but you read insert number yeah and I'm like what does it matter did you read a book were you happy yes (laughs) it's not a competition (laughs) but bookstagram makes you feel like it is for some weird reason there I just had a thought Mm-hmm. I just had a thought. Here's what I think it is. People, let me know in the comments on the blog or on our Instagram at TBR Lowdown if you agree or disagree. So in the book community, people put a lot of emphasis on reading goals and how many books a year they want to read. Now, Alyssa, yes. you know I don't care about this. I don't no. and set, I set a, a number. goal, but but okay. Sidebar to what I'm getting ready to say. I don't even know why you set a number. You're going really just you're going to read uh, a crap ton of books regardless. <laughs> this is this, no seriously. You are going to read a lot of books regardless because you read every day. You make it a point to at least read yeah. five, ten minutes a day. If that's all you have, that's what you do. Yeah. Yeah. So you are going to read a lot of books no matter what. So to me, to me, it seems like you don't need to set a number. But also I don't understand the need to set a number. There are certain people that are like, I like I just want to read this amount of number of books a year. I'm not really certain why there has to be a certain number. I don't know what that means for someone. I would love to know. I do not set a number. I set my Goodreads goal to one. That That's it. I think I put something on there just because I like to have trackable goals for certain things. But because I, and I, plus I'm already keeping track of, Every book I read on Bookly, I'm really behind in my Goodreads. I have to get there before I'm like 50 books behind because then I won't, I won't update my Goodreads. But I don't know. I th- it's, it's, it's kind of like meaningless, but I just do it sort of for myself. It doesn't 
mean anything because I know I'm going to read whatever I'm going to read. Mm-hmm. And if I read 200 books or if I read 20 books, like I don't really care. A lot of people do care. But I know I'm not going to read 20 books because like you said, I just I read all the time. So I know I'm not going to I know I'm going to read a crap ton of books. It's a weird thing to me on Bookstagram, but I think it is that reading goal that people set for themselves that drives this feeling of of competition. Yeah, because people are always saying, oh, I they'll post their Goodreads goal and they'll be like, oh, my God, I'm five books behind. And I'm like, all right. But here's something else. It doesn't mean anything. But also, I, in some respects, I think that you, not you, but the you in general, those that set these reading goals, sometimes I think you may be setting yourself up to be in a position where you're not really, you're not really reading books that are fulfilling you because you're trying to get to this number because what I see a lot of is oh I'm just going to read a whole bunch of graphic novels or short stories to catch catch up to my goal but yeah but I understand like we all have different reading reading goals right I don't want to rush to get to a certain number I want to really enjoy what I'm reading on my own time not for the sake of of meeting a certain number of books to read by the end of the year. To me, that feels like you're sacrificing some of the joy of reading with trying to meet a number, which I think is ridiculous, but that's my personal opinion. I mean, that's how I feel like when we do the read like Lacey challenge and reading 50 books. I mean, I actually read a lot of books that I enjoyed, but I don't read like that all the time for a reason because I just want to read what I want to read. I don't want to try to think about like how many I can cram in. Right. But like we just do that one month as like a little fun little game between our little intimate book group. But that's not that's not our entire reading life. (laughs) No. And we don't feel the need to function like that all the time. Right. Right. If you're a person who sets reading goals and you're like serious about this goal, like it is your mission to make this goal. We would love to know like what's driving that and why you feel like you need to do that. I'm very curious because I also think it just puts like unnecessary pressure on yourself. I agree. So those are my my thoughts. They're probably very unpopular and, you know, maybe a tad bit salty. But, you know, this, hey. She's a little salty. Hey, you know, whatever. Anyway, I just, you know, it's 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 strange. And you're right, those kind of comments. When I, when I do post a wrap-up, they're like, oh, so many books. And I thought I was doing a great job. And it's like, we're all doing a great job if you feel like, you know what I mean? Like, it, yeah. did you have an enjoyable reading month? That's, that's the question. Did you yeah. have an enjoyable reading month? Did you like what you read? Then that's all that matters. That's it. If you didn't like what you read, what didn't you like about it? And can we find something that you like? No, this is your free time. This is the stuff that's supposed to bring you joy. Like, exactly. Let it bring you joy. Don't make it work. Right. She says, well, she's started a podcast and various other endeavors. (laughs) Don't make it work. Here we are. I guess I would just implore you to maybe, maybe, maybe some of you need to free yourselves of this annual reading goal number. Maybe some of you need to free yourselves. I mean, I like seeing how many books I read every year. Yeah, but again, I just put down one book. It's still going to show me how many I read. But my goal just says one book. Mama Naomi says, (laughs) F your goals. 
Just read. Just read. (laughs) I am not very precious about this thing. I just read. That's it. I just read. Well, I also find it annoying that, like, in Bookstagram, the pressure to read the the new, hot, popular, whatever. Oh, can we talk about it? Can we talk about it? I don't often give two shits. And sometimes I don't want to read it. Like, I think that's some of the stuff that was hard for us probably through June of TBR Lowdown was Oof. not getting sucked in with the pretty covers and the anticipated reads and the hyped up books and all of that and really just trying to curate really good, interesting reads for anybody who wants to join us. And I think that like our readership has suffered Mm -hmm. as a result of that. But I'm hoping that it'll spring back when people do pick up these books and go, oh yeah, it was a really good recommendation. Right. But... We, I, I can't just chase the hype because I'm I'm just disappointed. Well, we don't have an we More don't have a general that. interest in chasing the hype. That is not, and and that's not to say that we don't like new releases. We do enjoy new releases, but that is not our end all to be all in our reading lives. Yeah. So again, like TBR Lowdown is focused on you know diverse reads, and hey, guess what? That includes a hell of a lot of backlist books as well. Yeah, and it includes a lot of books that maybe don't get as much time in your feed. Yeah. And maybe should get more time on your feed. I think that we should we should read Angel of Greenwood soon. And like that book needs more airtime. Like it needs more FaceTime. It needs more. Everybody needs to see that more because that book was phenomenally executed. Mm-hmm. And it was on a topic that we do not talk enough about. And people still don't even know about. 30 something years old before I even knew that that happened. Um, And I just, if no one else is going to do it, we need to step up and bring some awareness to an amazingly written YA, beautiful book. Like it hits all of the hyped book, like check marks. Yeah. Just needs more attention. Yeah. I mean, if you look back at the books we've picked and you and you look like at the beginning, so we're coming up on our one year anniversary of the book club. Okay, we just launched this podcast just, you know, a couple of weeks ago. But if you're looking at our picks from the beginning of our book club to like now, there's been a slight shift in the selections because we're trying to get back to the original mission of TBR Lowdown and also reading like what we enjoy, which is reading as diversely as as we can and I don't know someone may be asking you know why don't you all ever select you know enter whatever popular book here it's literally like 2,000 other book clubs on Instagram that are going to choose whatever the popular book is to read we have plenty of that but what we can say for certain is lacking in the book club space on the good Instagram is you know more obscure diverse reads that's that's surely lacking we need to broaden your horizons or and our horizons like we're doing this with you it's not just exactly you know, we're, exactly. we're doing it along with you so i don't know I, i'm hoping that the podcast will help bring more people in and get people curious and reading along with us because i mean that's the whole point of a book club but even if it's just you and me all the time right I'm still happy because um, I'm still getting enjoyment out of out of what we're doing. Oh, I'm getting so much enjoyment out of it. And I still think yeah. people, even if they don't choose to read it, they still want to hear about it. Yeah. You know, I mean, this look, this is a bookish podcast. 
We talk about the books we've read, what we want to read, and yada, yada, yada. So, mm-hmm. you know, but it is, you know, it would be fun for you all to come on, come along for the ride because I think we're choosing some really good books. Interesting reads. Yeah, for sure. For sure. So I think we may have tapped on this before. So you know when people do readathons or whatever, and we did talk about this like briefly at one point, and they have like the, you know, read a book with this, you know, the check off, you know, the prompts or whatever. Yeah. And, you know, in terms of diversity, what you always see is like read a book by a PLC author. And it's like, yeah, is that it? Like, is that as far as we're going in like diverse yeah. reading? That's, that's just not good enough. In my opinion, but this is what you see often. Read a book by a PLC author or a BIPOC author. It's a place to start, but let's break beyond just being like, just doing things by color, I guess. Exactly. Like, oh, let me color, make my reading more colorful. I don't know. I I don't know if that makes any sense. But like, no, there's more than that. Like that can, can, I don't know. Sometimes that feels more leaning towards the performative like I've checked a box, mm-hmm. then really developing a love for a greater range of stories, authors, uh, genres, yeah, all kinds of things. So, and you're right. I mean, there's definitely something that we got lost in the word diversity and thinking, or maybe just explaining that it only relates to race. And when we're mm-hmm. talking about the world of literature, it's also like, for instance, how about let's find a great book about nature to read? That's yeah. diverse. You know, I really want to read The Secret Life of Trees. The Secret Life of Why does that sound so familiar? Because it's a classic where they talk about how like trees even communicate with each other. The Hidden Life of Trees. Okay, there we go. Uh, what they feel, how they communicate discoveries from a small world. And I guess it's a whole series of different books. It looks like... Yeah, and it's translated. So this is okay. There's four works. Interesting, right? Yeah. So you're gonna. It talks just about the life of trees. It just sounds really interesting. But yeah, there's books. There's all these things that like so much more. And I've, I've realized it with like my booktube watching. I've shifted from your more traditional cute booktubers. You know, your the biblio. Whatever. Oh, I've. I've I'll subscribe from those a while ago. You know, I've shifted from all of those people. When you first sort of jump on, you kind of end up in that bucket. Yeah, because I saw YouTube shows you. And then I've I've shifted over to, you know, my Eric Carl Anderson's The Cutest Dork in the Entire Freaking World. Isn't he so adorable? Did you watch his newest vlog where he goes to the um, Women's Prize? I'm like, I'm so jealous totally jealous also like when he's talking to the virginia wolf statue i'm just like he he's a dream i could hug i could hug you right now sir um you know you need to watch savage reads i think you'll like simon okay i haven't watched i haven't watched i like him i I will admit that i don't read i don't watch as much booktube as i used to because for the most part i don't find it all that interesting because so much of it is kind of the same thing over and over again but there are those select people that really introduce me to new and interesting and more diverse reads yeah and i find them a lot more compelling and but 
I really just end up on YouTube getting distracted by anti-MLM content. (laughs) I mean, multi-level marketing, not men loving men. (laughs) I don't watch it. I'm very pro men loving men. I'm very anti multi-level marketing. (laughs) Yeah, I I have, aside from you and Jess, because... You know, you guys are my friends. People that I don't know, I really just watch Russell, Simon, Eric, and Miranda for the most part. Miranda Mills, mm-hmm. I adore her. I know the name, but I haven't watched her. I adore her. I just, I adore her. So those are the ones I watch on a regular basis when I'm on booktube yeah I I want more people that I know they're going to give me things that I haven't heard of before mm-hmm. or are going to talk about something maybe I've seen but I don't know much about like they're not just going to give me the same old same old oh I did find two younger booktubers that I've really been into Emmy and the other one's name is Carolyn Carolyn something Emmy 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 is she British She's not British. What's her channel called? Oh, it's just called Emmy. And she's got the little asterisk. So asterisk star thing, E-M-M-I-E, asterisk star thing. That's who I'm talking about. And then the other one is Carolyn. They do a series together where they do like Tolstoy versus Dickens or whatever. It's really great. Oh, I've seen that. I've seen that. I've seen that. That's how I found them. So now I watch their channels individually as well. But I, I enjoy those two young ladies. I really do. So I followed her and your Savage Reads. Mm-hmm. Who else you got? Melanie? Melinda? Mel- Miranda Mills. The topping on the cake for Simon and Miranda is they do videos sometimes with their mothers. Oh. And you don't want I love, with my mother. I love their mothers. So it's just a good time. And like Miranda and her mom, they have this one a segment where, or series where they'll like, they bake something, you know, so you got the baking segment and then they sit down Aww. and they eat what they've baked while they talk about a book. They're just so wonderful. They are just so lovely. And they say that a lot. They're like, oh, oh, it's so lovely. I just, I love them. We need to move next to each other so we can do shit like that. <sighs> Talk about it. But right? I will never be that prim because I say things like, we need to move next to each other so we can do shit like that. <laughs> like, and I'm like, fuck it, I'm down. <laughs> <laughs> we, we got class friends. We are classy. classy. We are two classy broads. <laughs> Oh, man. But, you know, oh, so that book that I recently purchased called The Feast by Margaret Kennedy, that was a book that Miranda had been talking about. And I was like, God darn it, that sounds good. So I bought that because of her. If I could get my mother on the YouTubes, we could have whole mystery segments, but she won't go on social media. Okay, it's Carolyn Marie Reads. That's the other girl who Emmy does the... Tulsa versus Dickens yada yada video series and I enjoy them together and I enjoy them individually Carolyn Carolyn Marie reads so like they read like a lot of classic literature a lot of you know diverse stuff so I I enjoy it uh I think that I pick Tolstoy and that head to head by the way oh interesting Um. so but I think that we talked about this before these are people on booktube that I get a lot of really great book recommendations from for Bookstagram, I like, it's like two people that I really trust to get book recommendations from, you know, I, 
I just find more value in the book recommendation world from booktubers. These ones that I'm talking about specifically. And we've discussed this because, you know, you really get to know how somebody feels about something when you see them really talk about it. Exactly. I think as opposed to just getting a photo or even one of our dumb bookish reels because most of our reels are stupid. Mm -hmm. And I'm just going to say that Mm -hmm. they're stupid. And we're all pandering to the algorithm, which Mm. makes me angry. I'm just doing my preach, sister. Preach. Do you want me? Do you want me to get go down that rabbit hole? Have we talked enough about that with Carmen? But I, I, I just think that it's stupid. Like even my TikTok isn't really like a book talk. I've decided. I think that short form video is not my jam for book reviews. Mm-hmm. And I'm happy to occasionally throw in a book review. I'm happy to do, but for the most part, TikTok is like just another place for if. The, the brand of Nerdy Nurse Reads for you to understand. It's like a little bit of a snapshot into my personal life, right? right? Like, it's just like a little look at me as a human, like Alyssa the Reader, not focused on just, just books. the books. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because um, that's the only way that I can see to use the content. Right. Like, the, 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 cre- the platform, I mean, is to make more personalized content that's just a little bit more of a look into the creator mm-hmm. than everything else because these stupid take these stupid they're so stupid listen i'm just i'm getting ready to piss some people off i'm sorry guys but these book talk tags they are boring af they are boring and almost everybody talks about the same freaking books and everything so it's like i got it yeah you want me to read colleen hoover like she's great like i don't get me wrong i really enjoyed verity i need to read more colleen hoover but like there's more than Colleen Hoover in this world. Right. I don't know. I just, I, I never went to TikTok for a book talk before. Yeah. I always went for everything else. It is just very recently that I started following book talkers and I honestly almost want to unfollow all of them. I'm just bored with that. I'm bored with the community. It's not thrilling to me. The tags are yeah. dumb. I just feel like, I think like, like Carmen said, like the entertainment is the reading part. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you know, whatever. To each their own. But like, I'm very, I'm very bored with it. I don't find it interesting at all. Every now and then you'll get a clever one. Every now and then. I do think Carmen puts a lot of effort into trying to make hers. Oh, she, she's putting in some work. More than just like throw away. So, and, but most of the other ones are kind of like, I'm going to put on a song. I'm going to do a dance because we know that songs and dancing work. Yes, it does. And then... It's just like pictures of books. Okay. Right. Like April's reels are funny. Like, or like, and, and there's <laughs> yeah. thought behind them and they're original and, and they're fantastic. The majority of the rest of it is just stupid. Right. Cause I know my most popular reels, I wouldn't, I don't even, they're not even bookish. I think my most popular reel is of my brother's dog. Right. Maybe I have one. The one where I did when book nerds get kidnapped. That one was very popular. But the other ones that are popular are not bookish. I mean, I held up a book in one of them, but it wasn't bookish. Yeah. So I don't know. We're we're just pandering to the algorithm and I'm too old. Too old. I mean, we have like, I have so many things to do. It's like, I gotta, I don't know. Anyway. I, I do not care. Yeah. We do not care. So we do not care. Shall we tap on the TBR conversation? Oh yeah, <laughs> TBRs. So in 2019, I tried doing TBRs, 
every month and I don't like it. I don't like making TBRs. A lot of the time I end up wanting to read something completely different. And Mm -hmm. I just, for me, reading is something that I'm doing over my lifetime. I'm going to read until the day I die, okay? See Mm -hmm. these bookcases behind me for those looking at the video? Every unread book on these shelves is my TBR, which means they are to be read over my lifetime. Wait till I get my shelves up. That's going to be terrifying. I'm going to have to live three lifetimes. You know what I mean? Like (laughs) over my lifetime, like there is no rush to read these. They will get read sometime during my lifetime. That is, that is it. That, that is it. So I know a lot of people say, oh, I need to clear out my TBR. I need to clear out my TBR. I mean, I mean, if you feel like you need to, to me, there's no rush. Sometimes I feel like I need to clean off my shelves. Like there's definitely books I'm never going to read. Like I bought them. I'm never going to read them. Why did I buy this? Those are the books I unhaul or like, I'm not going to keep this. I'm never going to read this again. Like I definitely need to purge my collection. I do that often. But my TBR So obviously I make a list every month and I call it shopping my shelves. And it's more about making a list of things that I'm hoping I can get to because these are the things that I I kind of aspirationally want to get to every month. And it's more about going and looking at everything that I have and saying like, this is a really good book. I should put this to the front of the pile and really try to read this. And I often don't read half of what I show people Mm -hmm. uh, on my shop my shelves yeah and I don't care like it doesn't matter to me and sometimes I'll read it like the next month sometimes I'll read it the next year right but I didn't even do a shop my shelves for this month because I didn't shop my shelves you gave me freaking books to read and now I have too many books to read (laughs) so So I don't even think there's going to be a shop your shelves for September because we're in the middle of September and it's like, what's the point now? So I'll just do my wrap ups and that's it. Yeah. And my my wrap up, I'll have to be like, Naomi picked all my books. So that's why we have no shop your shelves. But I don't like the idea of setting a firm TBR because sometimes you just don't want to read it or something comes out or like. You're just, you're in the mood for something different. Your library holds come in and you're like, oh, I've been wanting to read this. Like, whatever. And there's only so many hours in a day, in a week, in a month. The only thing that I hold firm to, which is going to irritate me probably a little bit, but because the book is so challenging, I'll be okay, is I like to finish whatever I'm reading and start fresh each month. So at the end of the last day of the month, I want whatever I have going to be done and then I'll start new reads. But the Ulysses is going to hang over until October, which will probably irk me. But right. the whole book is irking me at this exact moment. So. Yeah, typically I don't like holdovers. Typically. Now this, no, wait. this No, August I had two holdovers, I think. I had a holdover from Ace of Spades and something else. I think it was Unsettled Ground. But typically, I whatever I'm reading for that month, like I need to wrap it up, you know. Fresh month starts a fresh book. And that's just like a weird me thing. I don't think that it matters. I just like to clear the decks and be like, all right, it's October now. Let's go. Right, exactly. But I do like going through my books and pulling out books and showing people things. And also just being able to promote the idea of looking at your collection. Absolutely. And pulling out things to read and not just getting distracted by the new stuff that 
is in your feet. Right. Which I think we are all guilty of. That's the word I'm looking for. I'm like, what's the word? We're all guilty of mm-hmm. getting distracted by whatever the new thing is. Or whatever the thing that's getting talked about now is. So sometimes it's not new. Sometimes it's a little backlist. Yeah. And I mean, again, like we're not anti-new release. Like I had been waiting for Night Bitch to come out for months. I knew I was going to read that book when it came out. I put that sucker on order at the library. They were actually quick this time to order it. So mm-hmm. I got it fairly quickly when it came out. Um, and I read that last month. It was fantastic. So we're not anti-new release, but like our lives certainly do not revolve around what's coming out next. Yeah. Well, there's also just too many books. Like there's so many amazing books, which is why I love things like The Book Barn. Because mm-hmm. I can go and I can pick up amazing books, new and old, mm-hmm. or newer, I should say, and old, that I want to read. Like that Sex and Vanity, that Kevin Kwan book. I That was all over the place, what, last year? Uh, yes. Like, I really want to read that, but I wasn't going to go buy it. Right. Like, I don't really like buying thrillers anymore. Like, I will get arcs of thrillers sometimes, and I will go to the book bar, and I will spend a dollar on thrillers. But for the most part, Same. I don't want to buy a thriller. I'm not spending $20 on a book that I'm going to read once, know the twist, yeah. and either love it or be disappointed. Same. Because that's where I'm at with thrillers. Like, But lit fic, I like the Great Circles book. I will happily oh. spend $20 on that book because... That is the kind of book that I'm either going to give out to people to read, like my mom, and be like, read this book, or I'm going to reread. And I will happily pay the $26 for Night Bitch because that book was fantastic and I will read it again. And no, people, you may not borrow it from me. I'm sorry to everybody that they have to listen to my dog bark. He's incredibly needy and it's my fault, but he can't come upstairs because he's old and his back legs don't work. (laughs) Well, they do, but sometimes they just stop, which is not good when you're going oh, up and downstairs. <laughs> poor baby. I know. TBRs, it's 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 a weird thing. Again, something else that I feel like puts pressure on yourself. Oh, I got to read my TBR. I mean, you don't have to. You could change your mind and read something else. That's not on your TBR. You can, you can read whatever you want. Well, we're in the same vein. How do you feel about reading arcs? Because I feel like people put a lot of pressure on themselves to finish all their oh arcs God. before they're out. I haven't finished an arc in like a, a year. And like, I read my arcs. I just don't always read them before the books are out. Listen, I read them eventually. I get there. Eventually. I'm happy to do spotlight photos. I'm happy to do whatever. But a lot of times I don't read my arcs prior to publication. I did read Beasts of Prey because I sat on that uh, call with the author and it just sounded so f- well i was i was trying to finish it that day and i didn't quite get there because jesus was distracting me i feel like all i do is nag on jesus but you know relationships and uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah facts nobody wants to hear about the good stuff that's boring right uh, <laughs> uh he's it, it, and i didn't quite finish it but it was really good it, it was surprisingly good because we've had so many not good bipoc new release ya fantasies mm. i feel like or not good for let me let me re, let me rephrase this not good for me like we did Got not it. click that's a better way for me to say it because i know a lot of people have liked certain things like apparently lots of people like the ones we're meant to find and i just was like how why explain explain um, please and not every book is for every person and that's totally cool but like beast of prey was so flipping good like so good like so so good and i'm excited for it to come out i'm gonna try to read it this month 
That's another one. Like, I've had that arc for, like, two months already. But now, I also have a buttload of other arcs that I haven't even looked at. Yeah. But will I read them? Sure. I will get there. Some of them are on my uh, October spooky reads list. Oh, yeah. Mine is, too. Like, I'm, I'm holding out on reading White Smoke for October. Yeah, I'm excited for mm-hmm. that one to come yeah. next week. I'm holding out. So, people, do whatever you want. But we're just saying, you know, when I see these posts, like, the the caption is so pressure-filled about meeting your TBR goals. It's like, just scrap the damn TBR then. Like, f- again, free yourself. Free yourself. I, I think I'm just a person... I don't need to put any additional pressure on myself. Life is hard enough as it is. I do not need to be putting pressure on myself about reading in any way. Yeah. I also feel like unless you're going to pay me to promote your book, maybe this is going to get me off of a lot of marketing lists, but like unless you're going to pay me to promote your book and to write reviews and to push your marketing, I, I don't feel obligated to hit a deadline for the reading like i will hit deadlines for for posting like if if i've agreed to post yeah but when it comes to reviews like i will do those here and there when they're indie authors i feel like i'm more amenable to doing the review for you at a certain time because i feel like it has more impact but when it's like a big name author and you've given me an e-arc and you're like (laughs) you know, whatever, I don't feel as compelled because like 97,000 other people are going to do it. That's that's true. But also I know some of the publishers that I work with, like they specifically say you are not required to really publicly share this book. It would be yeah. nice if you did, but we're not yeah. requiring you to. Because it's all t- time, right? Like we are, pre- we are giving free marketing to publishers. Mm-hmm through our platforms so what i agree to is whatever i want to agree to because it's my time and you're not even compensating me for it for the most part right i mean at a minimum we're going to share that we received the book we'll and do a then pub day. i have not been doing pub Maybe. days and you know what i realized because tuesday is the only day that i physically go into work that's pub day. And and I haven't been doing pub day since I went back into the office on Tuesdays. But so we're at least going to do a post just sharing that we received the book. And then we're yeah. going to Especially do. Especially if you send me a physical copy. If you send me a physical copy, I will most likely post about right. it either in a book haul, in, on an on a in-feed post, somewhere I'm going to exactly. do Exactly. If you send me an e-arc, I feel a hell of a lot less compelled to share i'm not gonna do it and and then and then you're gonna at least do another post when you actually read the book so you're at a minimum a publisher is going to get two posts out of me for one book at a minimum but the ebooks don't don't count on me during the you know uh panorama personal panorama yeah the panorama panorama, and some publishers switched exclusively to ebooks during that time i read not a one because i'm not like inherently an ebook reader it takes a lot of... I will get there eventually, but I am not as compelled mm-hmm. to do it. It's hard for it's me. Deep. It's hard for me. Uh, very hard. So, yeah. I, I I have so many on my Kindle from that period. And it's like, I'm probably never going to read... Well, I won't because now they're all out. And if I want to read them, I'll get the physical copy. But I am very grateful that we get books in advance. Mm-hmm. And I love that I get to know what's going on. I, I, I love that we have like our finger on that pulse yeah and we can we can recommend things and 
Like, I never would have known about Slewfoot if I wasn't on the publication Oh, list you would have known about for, it from me. Yeah. O- but, only because I like that author. On my own, I wouldn't have known about Slewfoot yeah. without being on the tour published. But there are things like the tour, like when tour sends me books, I flipping read those. And there are publishing houses where I, when I work with them, I work with them. Like, they don't have to pay me. Like, I'm going to read your books. Yeah. And if you're going to send me something, like, I am grateful and then there are others where I'm like, okay, let's let's dig into that a little bit because I've been having some thoughts around arcs and publishers, right? So some of the publishers that I work with, okay, so for specifically um, Catapult, Counterpress, Soft Skull, I really like those three publishers because mm-hmm. I feel like they really publish books that are like my jam which are yes. which are somewhat obscure. They're definitely not quote unquote popular, but like so well written, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So those three in particular I love. Atria that I book enjoy. I just got mm-hmm. that book I just got, the um witches one, I think is catapult. Yeah, the man if you witches. Yeah, that one's catapult. Mm-hmm. Atria I enjoy most of the time because they have some pretty good picks, but they are more mainstream i am on the fence about the ya division of harper because i'm not really a ya reader every now and then there's something i like like white smoke Mm -hmm. but like on the whole y'all already know this i'm not really a ya reader so i'm like i'm trying to figure out if i'm going to continue with them or not because i don't really read like this go around when they sent their 2021 2022 list i selected nothing i'm not on that list i know when a lot of people come into the bookstagram world they're like oh you know i just really want to get arcs i'm so excited to get arcs and it's like "Mm, i mean okay but you get a lot of arcs though like you're a bigger creator than i am you get like a ton of arcs i feel like when we do our unboxings for each other, you do get a lot of arcs. Well, let me say this, though. It has nothing to do with my numbers because I was getting these when I had only like 3,000 members, oh. uh, followers. People think you have to have this huge amount of followers to get arcs, and you don't. You don't. Even, you just need to post somewhat consistently on right. books. Because even when I was at like the 15, 2,000 mark, I mm-hmm. was already working with four or five publishers at that point. Yeah. So don't think that you have to have a big number to get arcs. But the other thing is understand that it can be overwhelming getting arcs. It is. Because when those suckers start flooding in, oh, they flood in. Mm-hmm. It is a lot. I got two stacks right behind me on the floor and it's like, okay, I mean, okay. I can just go over here. Like I, I moved three feet and I have an arc also, but this yeah. looks, looks phenomenal. I think once you get over the excitement of getting arcs, I think it's important to really determine who you really want to get them from. And that's where yes. I am. Yes. This is where I am. There are some people I would love to get on the list for. Like I would yeah. love to get on. $2 radio. Yes. Pushkin and Press. Yes. Pushkin Press would be amazing. You, you and I need to be on Pushkin Press and $2 radio for sure. That's mm-hmm. our jam. Mm-hmm. That's our jam. I figured that out. Yeah. Um, some of the ones that you're on, like Catapult and stuff, I would like to be on. Mm-hmm. Because I'm finding I'm moving into Doubleday has some really good stuff. Doubleday is pretty good. Doubleday is pretty good. Mm-hmm. But there are so many publishers out here. And I'll give y'all a tip. I think it's would behoove you to create an Idlewise account. Because that's where all that's where you can go see all the publisher catalogs. And if you go there, you can really get a sense of, okay, these are really the publishers that I kind of jive and jam with. And yeah. so let me go after them. 
Because I think that you want to be targeted in the kind of arcs that you receive. And you need to be really critical of the publishers you're choosing to work with. So that you're not just getting arcs for the sake of getting arcs. Yeah. I like fantasy. I like dark things. I like weird books. Yeah. Tor. I like Mm-hmm. literary fiction. I like some thrillers. So mm-hmm. my whole like little thing with William Morrow actually works really well, but I want to get on some of the smaller listings for the right. lit fix stuff. My, I like nonfiction. So I get nonfiction from Scribner mm-hmm. and Henry Holt, I think it is. Oh, Henry Holt's good. I, I don't, I'm not on their list, but they DM me often and offer me books. Yeah. But and, I'm and not so, on their list. Does that make sense? Bunch of, yeah. I have a bunch of random books that... I will get to at some point, you know, in November when we read a lot of nonfiction books mm-hmm. that I'm really excited about, which is really funny because this book that just came out, I keep waving it around, that I got from Scribner, which I showed you before, which was like about this transgendered um, Scottish country. Oh, yes. yes. And it comes out in the very beginning of November. Mm-hmm. To I can't book. wait to hear your thoughts on that because that, when you were talking about that book, that sounds interesting. Yeah. And this is what, so what people can hear because they can't see it, the hidden case of Ewan Forbes and the unwritten history of the trans experience. This sounds fantastic. And yes, it does. The whole story is just, it's crazy. It has to be compelling. There's no way yeah. that this isn't compelling. Yeah. So, you know, just like we call through our personal collection of books to like, you know, figure out, do we want to keep all this stuff? I, I do that. I would say quarterly mm-hmm. because you do buy books and maybe a year or two down the road, you realize, you know what? I'm, I'm never really going to read have this. An ed- exactly. So I do like a quarterly culling of my books and I go through and take out stuff. I don't want to read. And I, you know, go to McKay and I trade those books in for store credit, baby. That's what I do. And same thing goes for, you know, publishers. Look at who you're currently working with and ask yourself, are my reading desires still in line with these publishers? And if they're not, just make some changes. I feel it's the same way with book tours. Like if you do book tours, when I first started doing book tours, I said yes to like everything. And now I'm trying to be a lot more selective about what, because these books pile up really quickly. Yeah. And you may or may not ever read them. I've, I'm, I'm keeping because I will read them at some point. And often I get rid of them because they're from the beginning when I was just saying yes to everything because you just yeah. wanted to get the books. This right? year, yeah. I think last year I did a lot of tours. This year I have turned down a lot of tours because it's also, it's, I just, it's time. <laughs> Yeah, time. I'm doing other things. And now that we have this podcast, like a lot of my focus and energy is going here. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so I've I've turned down a lot of tours and I've turned down a lot of offers to get arcs for other books because I just, it's like, I'm not going to get to this. Yeah. I'm not going to get to this. Like my priority right now is getting this podcast up. Do I honestly have time to do that for this particular book? And it's the, sometimes the answer is no. Yeah. And don't be afraid to say no. It's okay to say no. And you know what I mean? for the most part, they're not going to take you off their list. It's not like saying no or being selective or only asking about one title that you're really interested in. I mean, you're you're either going to get it or you're not. And no one's going to take you off the list because for, you know, one quarter you said, I don't really want anything or I just want one book. It's all free marketing for them. But here's the thing, though. Even if they did take you on the list, these are not books that you can't get just because you're not it's on true. the list. It's not like you'll just have to you either the damn book. You can buy the book or you can get it from your library. So even if they kicked you off the list, it's not the end of the world. You can still get the book. 
Yeah, so the book doesn't stop existing because you're exactly. not on the marketing list. Did you want to talk about annotations before Hemi Lank barks himself to death downstairs? I, I do because I do because I've been thinking about there. Are, uh, there's a lot of books that I read just passively, right? Mm -hmm. But there are some books it's like I really want to read more actively, and in order to do that, I really need to engage more with the book, and I want to like mark it up. And I know that when people see, for those of you watching the video, I'm holding up my copy of the master of margarita and you can see there are a lot of tabs sticky tabs on here but that's that's not just what i'm talking about so i'm talking about marking up the book I'm which not is something a lot of people don't like jesus will not read a book that i have marked up yeah I, yes this is gonna make some people cringy but like this is this is me owning my book Mm -hmm. This is me fully owning my book. I'm reading it. I'm taking notes. I'm asking questions. I'm posing thoughts and ideas on the pages of my book. I'm not just putting a tab on. Because what I realized is putting the tab on the page. What is that telling me? Mm -hmm. It's telling me nothing. I, I, I tabbed it for what? I'm going to go back and say, why the hell did I tab this page? Yeah. So, like, I'm getting very intimate with my books. And... I think I like bow, it a lot. Bow, 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 chicka, bow, wow. Bow. Intimate with my book. <laughs> and so. Where's your sexy naked Ulysses? Ulysses. Okay. All oh, right. And marking He's my sexy. books. I'm trying new ways of marking up my book to make things make more sense. I'm trying different things out. So for instance, in this one, like each time there's like a new name, I'm putting a rectangle around it and I'm using this purple color tab to let me know that on this page I've put a rectangle around a name so that these names stick out to me so I don't forget. I'm circling words that I don't know what they mean or I'm circling places that I may want to look into and see where they are if, if they're real. A lot I'm of the putting, places in that book are real. Yeah. I'm putting page numbers on pieces in the book that are related to one another. So when I'm reading further in the book and it's talking about something like, oh, I read that back on this page and I go back to that yeah. page and they go current page and put the initial page that was on. Does that make sense? It does so make like sense. Everything's connected. With Russian lit, I will say that marking the names is really smart because each person will end up having some of the hard things about following Russian lit is how many names a character could actually have depending on who's talking to them. Because yes. depending on who's who's addressing the character, they'll have a different formality of, of name. Yes. So it can get very confusing. Absolutely. Absolutely. And so I'm just trying different markings in my book. And I'm enjoying this process of figuring out what kind of annotation marks work for me in a book. Yeah. So because I, before uh, I would like take notes in a separate notebook and I realized for me, I don't like that. I want all of my thoughts and everything written on in the book on the pages. Yeah. So this is what I'm experimenting with now. I've started just marking up in pencil for the most part. And I don't, my, my copy of passing is probably, ooh, it's never out of reach. So I started, so I mean, so I guess you can probably see how fine that highlighter is. Yeah. So I have a pen that is like a fine, like gel tip mm -hmm. kind of, of highlighter. 
um, point. And I find it really helpful in marking it. And I do need to get more of those. I used to use them all the time in college because I don't like the full chunky highlight. And and so between that and my pencil, I, I tend to do a lot of, of marking up that way. But I mean, for our passing project, which you and I need to get back to, mm-hmm. um, I do have a separate notebook for that. But that's because I are also talking and the thoughts are a lot more they're a lot lengthier True. than they are just for you like my consumption does that make sense yes but i do tend to highlight or underline things in the text as i go i probably don't write as many notes because for me sometimes i'm like what am i even writing down mm-hmm. you know it's like i just enjoyed this passage or like I, mostly i it's like because i enjoyed the passage so it's like what am i writing down sweet though so, um <laughs> My copy of My Dark Vanessa is heavily annotated and a lot of my marks are just like, oh my God, this is disgusting. Like, right. the amount of just like, I guess, pure gut reaction to how just brutally yeah. awful that story is. Um, right. And if you've never read My Dark Vanessa, just look at the description. You will understand lots of oh, trigger yeah. warnings. It is not for everybody. So it is not for everybody. I also don't know what to write, I guess, is my thing with annotations. I think it depends on the book, you know, with, with the master Margarita, I have a lot of questions or it'll be like my thoughts on what this particular passage meant. Yeah. Or it could be me making a statement on what I just read based on something that was related to this passage, maybe five chapters back. Yeah. Stuff like, I think it depends on the book, right? Yeah, it really does. The Master Margarita just makes you pose so many questions. But also, like, I, I, I did all my markings in pencil for this one, but in Ulysses, I started using a blue pen. And I think I'm going to start using a blue pen. Yeah, I think that you you were talking about that yesterday. Yeah. Makes sense, because you can't see. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but let us know on the blog. What are your thoughts on TBRs? What are your thoughts on marking up uh, your your books? Uh, what are your thoughts on all these weird little pressures us readers put on ourselves? You know, l- let us let us know what you, what you think. Or like, what's just like a weird thing that you've seen in whatever community where you your whatever reading community you're in? Like, what's yeah. the weird thing you've seen that doesn't make sense to you that people stress about or seems to be prevalent um that maybe doesn't need to be right like that kind of thing yeah let us know anyway until next time bye. bye well we've come to the end of the show thanks so much for listening we hope you enjoyed this episode we kindly ask that you go to apple podcast and subscribe to our show and leave a review that would help us out tremendously don't forget to follow TBR Lowdown on Instagram at TBR Lowdown and visit our website for show notes, the link to join our Discord book club, and other information at TBRLowdown.com. You can follow me, Naomi, on Instagram at BookLadyReads and follow Alyssa on Instagram at NerdyNurseReads. Thanks again for listening and for your support. Until next time. <laughs>